0: This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com.
1: Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 23rd. You're listening to WNBF. The first full day of winter brought a mixed bag of precipitation to the twin tiers with periods of heavy snow followed by wind driven rain. The National Weather Service office at the Greater Binghamton Airport issued a winter weather advisory for yesterday afternoon. A wind advisory was posted for late yesterday through 5 p.m. today. Forecasters predicted south winds could gust up to 50 miles per hour. The winds were expected to blow around unsecured objects. Tree limbs may also be brought down, resulting in scattered power outages. Temperatures this morning were expected to be in the 40s, but forecasters were warning of a flash freeze. They said temperatures could plunge into the low teens by late this afternoon. The Village of Endicott has been awarded a $10 million grant designed to revitalize its downtown business district. Governor Kathy Hochul announced that Endicott was a winner in the latest round of the state's downtown revitalization initiative. Eight transformational projects are to be funded as part of an effort to attract businesses and create jobs. According to a news release from the governor's office, about $3.1 million is to be used to better link areas in the heart of Endicott using sidewalk and streetscape improvement, signage, landscaping, and lighting. The abandoned Kmart store in the former Endicott Plaza west of the village's business district is to be renovated. The 18-acre site between Vestal and Harrison Avenues is to be used as a warehouse distribution center by Green Mountain Electric Supply of Vermont. $3.1 $3.1 million in DRI funding is being allocated for that project. $910,000 is to be used to help pay for renovation of a building at 3236 Washington Avenue. Two upper floor apartments are planned, along with development of a restaurant. $1,141,000 will be provided for building and site upgrades at the Southern Tier Community Center, the former Boys and Girls Club building just east of Union Endicott High School, the state grant also will make available $271,000 to set up a wine-tasting business in a newly constructed building in the Little Italy neighborhood on Endicott's north side. In Broome County Court, Muhammad Aziz, age 23, of Johnson City, was sentenced to five years in New York State prison and five years post-release supervision after pleading guilty to criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree. On the 15th of June, 2022, the New York State Police Special Operations Response Team executed a search warrant at Aziz's residence at 305 Grand Avenue in the village of Johnson City. Police recovered a quantity of cocaine and methamphetamine, along with an illegal and loaded 9mm pistol. Michael Perez, age 34, of Johnson City, was sentenced to two to four years in New York State Prison after pleading guilty to attempted criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree. On November 5, 2021, Perez assaulted and threatened a UHS security officer with a knife outside of a UHS medical facility on Clinton Street in Binghamton. Michael Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said illegal weapon possession is a direct cause of violence in our community. Those who cannot abide by the law will be held accountable. Ramian Burt, age 46, of Albany, and Marion Frampton, age 43, of the Bronx, New York, were each sentence today to 120 months in prison for conspiring to distribute and possessing with intent to distribute fentanyl and cocaine. In pleading guilty, Burton and Frampton admitted to driving from Albany to New York City to pick up fentanyl and cocaine for distribution in February of 2021. On the drive back to Albany, they were stopped by the New York State Police heading northbound on Interstate 87 in Catskill, New York, and 31 grams of fentanyl were discovered in a plastic bag in Frampton's boot. In searching the vehicle, the New York State Police discovered an additional 53 grams of fentanyl and 496 grams of cocaine in the glove compartment. Burt and Frampton admitted to possessing the fentanyl and cocaine and intending to distribute it. In 2002, Burt and Frampton were respectively convicted of possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance and conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute a controlled substance in the New York in the United States District Court for the Northern District of New York. Burt and Frampton were also each sentenced to an eight-year term of post-release supervision. State police in Watertown arrested David L. Eads, age 51, from Watertown, New York, for predatory sexual assault against a child, an A2 felony, and endangering the welfare of a child, a Class A misdemeanor. Eads' arrest is a result of a criminal investigation into sexual abuse against a female from 2015 to 2022, while the victim was eight years old until 15 years old. Eads was processed at State Police Watertown and arraigned in Watertown City Court, where he was ordered held without bail pending a hearing. Just in time for Christmas, New York legislators passed a bill in both houses on Thursday that will make them the best-paid state lawmakers in the nation. If signed by the governor, members of the State Assembly and Senate will make a base salary of $142,000 in the new year, a 29% raise over their current salary of $110,000. That raise would send them racing ahead of state lawmakers in California, who are the nation's best-paid legislators, with a yearly base pay at around $119,000. Luis Madrigal-Grijales, age 35, of Baltimore, Maryland, pled guilty to unlawfully transporting three illegal immigrants. As part of his guilty plea, Madrigal-Grijales admitted that on a date prior to October 8, 2022, he was contacted by an individual who asked him to drive to Champlain, New York to pick up illegal immigrants and drive them back to Maryland. On October 8th, Madrigal Grijales drove to Champlain, New York from his home in Maryland and picked up three illegal immigrants. His vehicle was subsequently stopped by police near Plattsburgh, New York. Madrigal Grijales admitted that he planned to drive the individuals to Maryland and that he expected to be paid approximately $1,500. He now faces up to 10 years in prison and up to three years of supervised release and up to a $250,000 fine. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM.
2: joseph live on a friday morning it's december 23rd 2022 and we will take your calls now at 607 772 1290 it's happy holiday radio wnbf with the real elf in the studio stay tuned
3: in a crowd in the city I...
4: Cover on the edge I'm rolling Faces stare across at me
3: With eyes that look but cannot see Out of reach, out of love,
4: stepping out of battle
2: And it is a great Friday, and we are so pleased to have you with us. We will accomplish a lot over the next few hours. We begin our morning with Nick Tamaris, the Honda sales manager with the Miller Auto team on the Vestal Parkway. Good morning.
5: Hey, good morning, Bob. How are you?
2: I am great. How are things?
5: Oh, Excellent. Very, very good. We're in the midst of happy Honda days as well, too. I heard that. uh, Yeah. Yeah, staying extremely busy. And the, the cool thing is we have cars. Uh, we had a phenomenal year. We're rounding out the end of the year. Uh, we're going for numbers right now. We did what we need to do for the year. Our year was incredible. And uh, Honda gave us a bunch of cars, and we have cars here now. So <laughs> which is a great thing.
2: Uh, that's an excellent thing. The last couple of years, of course, have been challenging the ups and the downs and sometimes the things that are hard to predict. But now I think there will be great joy. Great joy, and that probably explains why everybody around the Binghamton area has been putting up all those decorations.
5: I, I think so, too. They're celebrating.
2: <laughs> They're <laughs> celebrating in It's a lot to celebrate these days. Anyway, tell us a, a little bit about the uh, the planned hours today. Will you be open today till 6?
5: Yeah, yeah. So today we're going to be here today till 6 o'clock. We're going to be closed uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for Christmas. And then we'll reopen on Tuesday to finish off the year strong. So, yeah, definitely a great time.
2: All right. And. I think, after such a busy year, and I know from speaking with you and your colleagues over the last several months it's there have been challenges every year has its own challenges every year is unique but um, I know through it all you and the members of the Miller auto team have been working hard to accommodate people if they they've been looking for a new vehicle, whether it's a Honda or a Hyundai or perhaps choosing from the used inventory. Um, Everybody has been working to uh, get the job done, including the the members of the uh, service department and the people who work in the body shop and the people in the the office. There are a lot of support people who uh, we may not hear from them in our chats on the radio, but they're all a key part to making, making it all work.
5: Yeah, you know what? That's absolutely right. We have uh, people like Gabby, who works down in the office down there, do a phenomenal job. Uh, You have Sarah with the body shop, put your car back together again. Uh, The salespeople, you're right. It's an incredible undertaking, and everybody works in harmony, and it works out perfectly. So, yeah, it's a great thing.
2: Well, I encourage people to take a look at the MillerAutoTeam.com website. There's a lot of information about Miller Motors including uh, yeah. the used vehicle inventory but if you want to really get an appreciation for how many people are part of the operation go to the part where it uh, introduces the team the staff members uh, starting with steve miller senior the owner and then uh, all the other whether they're members of the miller family or others who've been with the miller auto team for a long time it takes uh, I'm just amazed, paging down at how many people are involved in the operation on the
4: parkway.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, ever since I've been here, we've had a thing where we celebrate 25 years of employees being here. And we've had quite a few that I've attended of 25-year anniversaries. And I think a lot of that has to do with the customers, too. We have quite the customer base, the following. People love their Hondas or Hyundais. There are used cars, there are CPOs, which is certified pre-owned vehicles, and Honda's how they keep coming back. So they're really the main reason why we're able to keep going like we do. If it wasn't for the customers, uh, I'll tell you, we, we owe them a tremendous gratitude.
2: Well, I, I get a sense that the the loyalty of um, the Miller Auto team customers, as well as the uh, dedication of, of members of the team, in some ways it, it feels similar to here at WNBF. We've been dedicated, and we have listeners who have been loyal to us for decades, and so I think there's some similarities between Miller Motors and and WNBF
1: Radio.
5: I, I think so. I think so too. If you if you got a great place, you got a great product. Uh, people come in. You treat them right. Um, gosh, show them, show them the cars. And, you know, there's nothing like – I had a customer here the other day. They're telling me they just bought a brand-new car, haven't had one for quite a while. And he was like, the new car feeling, the smell, the touch, you get in there, everything works. There's no check engine lights or trouble lights. They just work, which is fantastic. So, yeah, we get a lot of customers that come back in and just hang out and tell us what, what a great feeling it is with all these great new cars and everything works and no trouble lights and they got traction and my gosh, a lot of these cars even have car starters on them now. Start them up from your living room, get in your driveway when you're ready to go to work, and you got a nice, warm car. And even, my gosh, even, I mean, some customers get the heated steering wheels. <laughs> There's nothing like a heated <laughs> steering wheel in a car. Yeah. Those are fantastic.
2: I, I, haven't, I haven't graduated to that yet, although I did drive a car <laughs> not too long ago that had a heated steering wheel, and I, I thought, you know, I, I could probably get used to this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the the type of thing. Let's let's face it, when we were growing up as kids, we were I think we were just happy to get into a car that would start and and move, but now with all the the added enhancements, the options and, and safety features, it's it's remarkable how far the industry has come and certainly there'll be a lot more coming up in the next few years. Nick Tamaris, wish you and your family and the entire Miller Motors family the best over the weekend and over the next few days. Enjoy enjoy some time to relax and uh, look back on 2022 and then look ahead to the opportunities of 2023.
5: Absolutely, Bob, and you too, and right back at you, and we truly appreciate it. And have a happy holiday season, so thank you.
2: Thank you so much. It's 917 Miller Motors on the Vestal Parkway across from Binghamton University. It is Friday morning. Bob Joseph live in living color on your radio. If you want to call 607-772-1290, we're on news radio. WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM and streaming at WNBF.com. What do you- bob joseph except no cheap imitations 920 wnbf live dave and vestal good morning you're on the air
6: yeah good morning bob hey you know i i'd like to start uh well yeah i'd like to begin by wishing you and uh all your listeners out there happy holidays uh please spend that time with your friends and family and enjoy uh, also, Bob, let's not forget all your guests, your regular guests that you have on, too, and also Kathy and James and anyone else behind the scenes that uh, makes the show go. Happy holidays to them also. Um, speaking of the show, Bob, um, I never got to weigh in yesterday on that topic, and uh Please permit me to be the voice of reason. Uh, You have done well, Bob. The show's a success. Uh, We enjoy all the information and education the show gives us. Uh, You have some great callers that I learned from, uh, smart guys and gals. Yesterday I sat back and I listened to what every caller had to say about the show. You had callers telling you to ignore Bob from Vestal because you are very fair. And to that point, as far as you allowing people to express their opinion and, and make their uh, points, you are fair. Do you sometimes, you know, cut people off or uh, interrupt? Yeah, but so what? It's your show, and you do it your way. Uh That being said, Bob from Vestal was right with this aspect of fairness. Uh You hit Trump in the right much harder. And more often than Biden and the left. That's a fact, not even debatable. Do I, do I think you do it and don't realize it? No, you're too smart for that. Uh, you do it to get, uh, you know, to get, uh, our, our blood boiling, a blood boiling response, I should say, <laughs> from us. And that's okay. It's, it's, in, it's in any entertaining part of the show and for almost 3 years biden and his minions have been leading us in our wait children. a second
2: hold your horse oh. what it hasn't even been what? 2 years you know you may be prone to exaggeration but come on man oh, oh yeah that's right yeah oh, come right. on man don't you remember when the insurrection was the insurrection was held on january 6 2021 uh scranton joe was sworn oh. in with uh, enthusiasm yep. and vigor yep. and to widespread yep. acclaim two weeks later so you know yep. i mean he's he's only been president now for about 23 months come on man no exaggerations david uh, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for the thanks for the question, maybe it, maybe it feels like three years to you but it's not even it been time. two come on it
6: man time. He does, though, but, but, you know, Bob, he he has been leading us and our children down a dark path of cultural destruction, and and I think, Bob, it's time, for the sake of fairness, that you call them out for it. Uh, What do you say? Uh, Someday, maybe? I, I won't
2: no. hold my breath. No, don't hold your breath. I don't want you to die on me. Come on, man. I need every listener I want. You know, if you hold your breath, you're gonna turn first you'll turn blue, and then you know, you'll be unconscious and your wife will be calling one one nine. Oh, David is doesn't look like he's gonna pull through. I'll call and get help. One one nine and it keeps ringing through to a recording. You're called in and go through, and before you know it, you know, I'm I'm there having to do the eulogy. And and trust me, it would be nice. I mean it would be very respectful but it'd be like I warned Dave not to hold his breath for me to start changing my 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 tune I mean I you know uh, there used to be a fine album out I think called the song remains the same and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean look I don't want to Give you, I I don't want to make it seem that everything is hopeless for those who want me to come up with (laughs) new thoughts and unpredictable positions because, hey, I'm open. I'm open minded. And I can, you know, I can uh, listen and weigh evidence and information. So I'm not, I won't predict what I might say to either amuse or alarm you in the coming year. But that's why. (laughs) That's why the program is worth listening to.
6: Yeah, it it, really really is a great show, Bob. I've enjoyed it, and uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, thanks for being there for us. Oh, thank you.
2: And and by the way, thanks always for your contributions. I I know... What can I say? I mean, you know, the the show speaks for itself. My behavior is self-evident. Anybody who listens to the program knows that it has its ups and downs, its peaks and valleys, its good and bad, but that's, essentially, that's the story of life, and it's one of the few, this may be, if I might be so bold, this might be the only media venture now in upstate America that has total unpredictability i mean one thing that's predictable is yes i'll try to always keep it appropriate for for broadcast purposes it's not and i don't plan to ever go off the rails and pretend oh i'm on the internet now so everything goes no i keep a a degree of propriety which i i have always strived to do even during a, a live broadcast and with Different um, challenges that can happen from unexpected things that guests or callers might say, but uh, bottom line is the the fact that so many people, even when they disagree with the host, still listen and still participate. I think that speaks volumes.
6: No, definitely, Bob. Uh, it's been great for the community. I mean, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's very informational. I mean, even even if we do. Uh, argue a bit. (laughs) Well, yeah. But I've said that before.
2: I, I mean, if I've said it once, I've said it at least 12 times, I don't want to live in a world where everybody agrees with me. I don't want to be bored senseless. I want to be able to discuss things intelligently with those with whom I disagree. I think I don't... I'm not even trying to ever change anyone's mind. If you feel... Uh, uh, strongly about something well then then say it although there are limits on radio and that's sometimes you know sometimes we're we're, uh, going right up to a fine line because this is radio not the internet not the freewheeling wild west of the internet so uh, occasionally yeah occasionally uh, something will happen and and i move on but i hope that most people, if I move on, you don't get to say everything you wanted to on uh, a particular morning. I hope people don't take it personally.
6: But no, Bob, you know, in... <laughs> How boring, would, how boring would the world be if, if we all thought the same anyways?
2: Yeah, I mean, even even if the government wants us to, we're not going to. You know, we're not going to mar- march in lockstep, whether it's to Joe Biden or Donald Trump or Barack Obama or George W. Bush or anyone else. We're not going to march in lockstep to any one person, or in my opinion, we shouldn't. We shouldn't, no Mm -hmm. matter who you support, even I mean, whether you support right now, Biden, whether you support right now, Trump, whether you support anyone in particular. I think you still should keep an open mind and and understand that they're human, too. They're capable of greatness and they're also capable of making mistakes, as are we all. That's right. So that that being said, thank you so much. I appreciate your uh, support and Mm -hmm. I hope you have a great day. Yeah, you do the same, Bob. Bye bye now. 928. This is Bob Joseph live on a Friday morning. I can't believe it's Friday. What happened to the week? WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
7: Big Bob from Vasto.
2: Good morning, Mr. Yeah, thank, Bob.
7: Thank, I want to thank Dave for sticking up for me yesterday. I heard a couple of people after I called and of course they attacked me. And then I ran into an old friend and I talked to him for like an hour and a half. So I didn't get to. I'm sure I got attacked several times by liberals, but I didn't get to hear if anybody stuck up for me or I'm glad Dave did that this morning. Yeah, you're talking about going in lockstep. Most liberals do go in lockstep, whatever. You heard me yesterday knock Mitch McConnell, right? And he's in my party. But I never hear liberals knock Pelosi or them. They they just keep right there. Where she says to go, they go. And that's what's wrong with this country.
2: Well the good thing is in a few days you don't have Nancy Pelosi or her husband uh, to kick around anymore.
7: You can't know how happy I do you know what she said today? They showed a clip from yesterday. I was speaker. I was speaker under Bush, under Obama, under what's his name? I mean, she can't even when she's going out. Donald Trump was president. I don't care what she feels about him. She should have said his name. And she, What's his name? And then the other day, I saw a clip of her and Schumer eating together. I almost lost my mind. What point. were
2: they having? H- having $20 a pint ice cream?
7: Oh, hell yeah. And then the guy goes, what do you think of Trump running again? We're eating. Please, we eating. I oh my god, that woman drives me nuts.
2: I like her. I mean, she's not oh, are perfect. You kidding me? No, I I I admire her audacity, her independence, and her ability to um, take take a lot of punches figuratively. I don't think anybody has literally punched her, but some people wanted to. But figuratively, she's been been attacked um, almost from the start since she became House Speaker
3: as Minority Leader to sustain a presidential veto. Because the Republicans would roll out stuff that sounded like a chocolate sundae, but it's more like doggy do.
2: Isn't that respectful? It's more like doggy do.
7: Isn't that respectful of her?
2: Well, who wants doggy do? If and you like her? I love it. I love it. She's going to be missed. The only good thing about the transfer of power in the uh, Democratic leadership in the House is the next leader of the Democrats in the House is Hakeem Jeffries, a Binghamton University graduate. And he and Chuck Schumer live a mile apart in Brooklyn. So this is great news because the two Democratic leaders, Charles Schumer, of course, will remain Senate Majority Leader because... The Democrats expanded their majority in the U.S. Senate, so Chuck Schumer will have even they more cheated, power. And they then cheated, um, then Hakeem Jeffries, who used to hang out here, I'm sure, on State Street right here near the WNBF Tower. Don't know for sure. I've been looking at our security videos to see if I can see him, what, what he was doing if he did hang out on State Street. I have to assume. Most students did. So it's great. Hakeem Jeffries and Chuck Schumer together could find the Binghamton Now Tower without using GPS. Hakeem, I don't even like his name. I love it. Hakeem Uh, Jeffries.
7: It rolls off the
2: tongue. It rolls off the tongue.
7: You know, I heard a guy yesterday call, and he said, somebody, you're so fair and balanced, I almost fell off my chair. I am.
2: well i'm you're balanced fair and fair and balanced. i'm the most balanced and fair person no, on this not. station
7: You're start knocking down they're they do the dumbest oh biden i hear they ask him about the border he turned his back and lumbered off like where am i and you love this guy i do me. why he's a fool he's a guy from scranton
2: he knows how to get to bingham too you know,
7: about a year. He's a liar. He lies about everything. All right. All right. I wasn't going to call anymore. And I said, the liberals Uh, win.
2: All right. Well, this is the last time I guess we'll hear from you. So I wish you the best. No,
7: no, I was going to, but I figured it'd be better to keep these liberals on their toes.
2: So you're telling me you're going to keep calling.
7: Yeah, because you would defeat me if I didn't. Liberals would win. And no, I here's the here's
2: the, here's the promise. If you never call again, I'll never mention you.
7: Liberals win if I give up. And oh, okay.
2: No, I'm not saying you. Up. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't call again. I'm saying if you choose not to, I'll never mention you again. And then you know
7: who I miss, Rob from Fort Crane. He must have said enough about four years ago. I've never, and he was great. He was like me, but you cut him off so many times. I think he said that to that, and I've never heard him call again. All right. All right. We'll see you, liberals attack.
2: All right. Have a merry Have a merry Christmas.
4: <laughs>
2: I said, have a Merry Christmas, but as you know, my holiday greetings aren't always reciprocated. 607 772 1290, Bob Joseph Live. If you want to send email to Bob Joseph Live, send it to Bob at WNBF.com. I never write. Re- 1290 back the phones. Larry and Kirkwood, good morning. You're on the air.
8: I love that
6: song.
2: Oh, it's so peppy.
6: Yeah, it is. Hey, listen, no issues here today. I just wanted to wish you a happy, a Merry Christmas. Our friends on the radio, Dave and Ron, and, and, and our old buddy Matt Ryan, and of course, our sweet Beverly, who we love very much. Just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, and you be safe out there, my friend, okay?
2: Thank you so much, Larry. I hope you have a a wonderful Christmas, and as they say, be careful out there. It's going to be uh, a flash freeze later today. What about that? Yeah, yeah. All right. That's crazy, but you know what? Only 89 days till spring. Yep. Thank you, man. (laughs) Thanks. By the way, I just guessed. Oh, I just guessed. It was 89 days. Name calling. Name calling. This is from Gary. Was it okay when Mr. Trump used the term sleepy Joe, low-energy Jeb, little Marco, etc.? If you want respect, you need to show respect. I agree with that, Gary. Thank you for uh, pointing that out. I almost forgot that the... um, former president of the United States often, often used derogatory terms to refer to his opponents, including some members of his own party. I mean, when you call Jeb Bush a mean name or Marco Rubio a mean name and you're a Republican or you claim to be a Republican, by the way, look at Donald Trump's history. He used to be a Democrat, and you could say, "Well, well." So was uh, Kirsten Cinema. Yeah, whatever. You know, if you want to change parties when it's convenient, and that's what I see happening. You know, these Dinos, Democrats in name only, Dinos like dinosaurs. When it's convenient, then they change their affiliation. Then they attempt to repudiate the Democratic Party and some of its most important concepts, but they do it when it's convenient. That's what Donald Trump did. Started off as a Democrat, I believe, and now he claims to be a Republican. Is he really? I think he's a Tino. He's um and sorry, it's not meant to be a derogatory. Trump is his name. He's uh, you know, Trump is it, man, and I don't think he has specific allegiances to one party or the other. He has an allegiance to himself, in my opinion. That's how I see it. Now, I don't think he's been using a lot of mean names lately. Well, I guess he did try to come up with a mean name directed at the governor of Florida, but it crashed and burned, I guess he's no longer capable of coming up with pithy little mean names. But the fact that here's a guy who's old enough to know better, and he did it on a regular basis, if it happened sporadically, you might understand it. But the reality is, he did it incessantly. I know a lot of people thought, oh, that was great when he came up with a mean name. (sighs) or catchphrase or Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden, but the fact is he did it with members of his own party as well. It's 940, Bob Joseph, with a few observations on this Friday morning. Good morning, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
6: Uh, Dale from Bampton.
2: Hey, Dale, what's up?
9: Uh, just uh, wish everybody a happy Christmas and, and Hanukkah or or everything, you know.
6: And just be safe out there. And, uh, you know, the weather's not going to be so good. So just be careful.
2: All right. All right. Well, be careful, uh, too. Are you going to be going out this nope. afternoon to check out the flash freeze?
6: I've uh, slept already, so I'm, I'm uh, a little
2: laid up. All right, all right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I, uh, I hope you I'll enjoy. Be all right. Okay, well, enjoy your day, and I hope you have a great Christmas. Yep. Just be careful. Okay. Thanks, Dale. Yep. It's nine forty-one, Bob Joseph, on your radio. Let's do the weather forecast. it Occurs to me, even though we have a lot of weather going on. I have yet to give you the official forecast because changes are heading our way. There's no doubt about it. Nothing we can do about it except be prepared. So here's what you need to know. First of all, first of all, right now, it's 42 in downtown Binghamton. So you would think 42 on December 23rd was great news. Well, At the moment, it actually feels quite nice. Here's a special weather statement from the National Weather Service. Temperatures will rapidly drop this morning from the 40s into the teens by late afternoon. With the temperature drop, rain will change to a burst of moderate to perhaps heavy snowfall. A quick inch or so of snowfall is expected in spots during the period uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. across the southern tier into the Finger Lakes and parts of northeastern Pennsylvania. So I guess we're approaching the hour of transition or hours of transition from 10 to 1. The temperature drop coupled with snow accumulations will lead to slick and hazardous travel late this morning and lasting through the day. Forecasters recommend that you delay travel or allow extra time to reach your destination with conditions becoming hazardous. And a wind advisory remains in effect till 5 this afternoon. South winds turning southwest during the afternoon, 15 to 25 miles an hour, with gust up to 50 miles per hour. The gusty winds will blow around unsecured objects. Tree limbs could come down, and there will be a few power outages. And not to be outdone, so the wind advisory ends at 5 and then the wind chill advisory starts till noon tomorrow very cold wind chills as low as 24 below 0. Those wind chills could cause frostbite on exposed skin in as little as 30 minutes. So what what is one to do? Well, one probably should choose to remain inside if you can. Now here's the complete forecast. The official forecast from the National Weather Service. Still some rain possible before noon, then snow. Areas of blowing snow afternoon, and Temperatures might fall to around 10 or 12 by 5 p.m. Windshield values down to minus 5. Total daytime snow accumulation of about an inch tonight. Cloudy with some snow showers, low 3, overnight wind chills dropping to -17, maybe a bit colder. Snow accumulation overnight less than a half inch. Partly sunny tomorrow with a slight chance of snow showers in the morning. High 12 and then partly sunny on Sunday, high 22. Right now it's 42 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio WNBF. When I add 946. This is Bob Joseph live on a Friday morning, taking phone calls and talking with viewers just like you. So if you're sitting there watching your radio and saying, I have something to say, give us a call. 607 772 1290. safe and sound i see a a story on the wnbf.com website and it warns of the danger of carbon monoxide poisoning which of course could result in death and when you get bad weather and the possibility of power outages well carbon monoxide becomes a concern some people have generators and they love their generator if the power goes off which is good but just make sure you pay attention to all the warnings that come with your generator Say you just bought a new generator and said ah i don't care if the power goes off on christmas eve or christmas day or new year's eve nothing is going to stop us now because we have a new generator so i'm going to set it up here in the living room and we'll have power to spare well, of course you don't do that. You don't put a generator inside your house or near your house. The important thing about generators is, yes, pay attention to the instructions and the warnings. Yeah, generators are real helpful, especially if you have the power out when it's this cold or as cold as it will get. But do not do, not <laughs> do anything foolish with your generator so if you have any questions then maybe call someone who has experience with generators or most importantly just before you fire that thing up read the information or maybe read the story at wnbf.com about carbon monoxide there's no no point in enjoying full power in your house if you wind up going unconscious and then dying because of carbon monoxide poisoning. So don't do anything foolish. Power outages are, in fact, becoming more widespread in parts of New York State served by NYSEG. At the moment, the number of NYSEG customers without electricity has gone above 31,000. According to the company's website, there aren't widespread problems at the moment in the southern tier. But there are some problems, big problems, for example, in Erie County, Buffalo area, with more than 11,000 customers without power. Westchester, who knows, this could affect um, people in Chappaqua, Westchester County, 8,800 are without power. And also uh, more than 3,200 in Putnam County. Isn't that where George Pataki used to live? I think he might still live there. I don't know. Hard to tell. Uh, 2,100 in Washington County. Closer to Binghamton, uh, outages are very limited at the moment. In Broome County, 73 NYSEG customers without power. Most of those are in the town of Windsor, 62. And 11 in the town of Vestal, out on Underwood Road, near the observatory. Who knows? I could call Drew Desker right now and ask, is the power on at the observatory? I could call him, but I won't. Also, um, closer home, Tioga County has only one customer reported without electricity at the moment. That's somebody in the town of Kander. Uh Shenango County, 27, without power. And Delaware County, 9. So that's an overview of the power situation. Uh, with the forecast for more winds and some rain and maybe heavy snow, seems to me that there will be more people around the Binghamton area. Later today, without power, but that's just a guess. It's not really a prediction. It's more or less just a guess. 952, Bob Joseph on your radio at 607-772-1290. You're listening to news radio, WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. Good morning, it's Bob Joseph, 954 Live, on Holiday Radio, WNBF. Shocking story, in the Times of New York today, the best newspaper on the planet. They said people who went to the emergency department at New York University got special treatment if they were VIPs. They have a special room in the emergency department at the NYU hospital. If you're a VIP, you can go to room 20 and be treated special. Isn't that sad? So according to this story in the Times, room 20 at the emergency department at NYU is special. Don't you want to be special? You can't be special because you don't have connections and you don't have money. Doctors say room 20 is reserved for two types of patients, those whose lives are on the line and those who are VIPs. Doctors... Last year, we're alerted that a guy named Kenneth Langone, whose donations to the university's hospital system had led to it being renamed in his honor, was en route. The octogenarian had stomach pain, so room 20 was kept empty for him. Yeah, Mr. Big Shot, Kenneth Langone. Upon his arrival, Mr. Langone was whisked into room 20, treated for a bacterial infection, and sent home. Then uh, this past spring, Senator Charles Schumer with his wife showed up at the place. His wife had a fever and was short of breath. As sicker patients were treated in the hallway, the couple were ushered into the special room. Hi, Senator Schumer. You and your wife are special. This way to room 20. They received expedited COVID tests. According to workers who saw it all happen, the test came back negative negative. According to this story in the Times, NYU Langone denies putting VIPs first, but 33 medical workers told the New York Times that they had seen such patients receive preferential treatment in VIP room 20, one of the largest private spaces at the NYU emergency department. One doctor was surprised to find an orthopedic specialist in the room awaiting a senior hospital executive's mother with hip pain. And another discovered... An older hospital trustee was taken to Special Room 20 when he was short of breath after exercising. The privileged treatment is part of a broader pattern, according to a New York Times investigation. For years, the NYU Emergency Room in Manhattan has secretly given priority to donors, trustees, politicians, celebrities, and their friends and family. Well, that's Manhattan, of course. That couldn't happen here in Broome County. (laughs) I said that couldn't happen here in Broome County. Time Story says, On hospital computers, electronic medical charts sometimes specify whether patients have donated to the hospital or how they're connected to executives. Major trustee, please prioritize, according to one record. Dozens of doctors said they felt pressure to put VIPs first. Many witnessed such patients jumping ahead of sicker people for CT scans and MRIs. Some said medical specialists, often in short supply, were diverted from other cases to attend to mild complaints from high-priority patients. According to this story, many hospitals offer exclusive concierge services to the rich, but emergency rooms are built around the premise of medical triage, that the sickest patients, regardless of their ability to pay, are treated first. Everyone else has to wait. At NYU Langone, one of the country's preeminent medical institutions, some doctors said that process had been upended. Eleven doctors told The Times that they had resigned from the emergency department, in part because they objected to favoring VIPs. Eh, It's quite the story. It's too bad we don't have an investigation like that conducted in Broome County. I'm not saying that anything's going on. I'm just saying it's too bad that we don't have investigative teams, an I-team, to look into that because say if somebody who has the ability to donate to hospitals for special projects or renovations or whatever i mean let's say say you go through certain hospitals around here you can see that someone or a family who has made a significant donation receives the ultimate joy of having something named in their honor So what happens when that person or a member of their family shows up in the emergency department? Is there some sort of, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the person who donated a million dollars? Yeah, we know. WNBF Binghamton.
1: Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 23rd. You're listening to WMBF. The first full day of winter brought a mixed bag of precipitation to the Twin Tiers with periods of heavy snow followed by wind-driven rain. The National Weather Service office at the Greater Binghamton Airport issued a winter weather advisory for yesterday afternoon. A wind advisory was posted for late yesterday through 5 p.m. today. Forecasters predicted south winds could gust up to 50 miles per hour. The winds were expected to blow around unsecured objects. Tree limbs may also be brought down, resulting in scattered power outages. Temperatures this morning were expected to be in the 40s, but forecasters were warning of a flash freeze. They said temperatures could plunge into the low teens by late this afternoon. The village of Endicott has been awarded a $10 million grant designed to revitalize its downtown business district. Governor Kathy Hochul announced that Endicott was a winner in the latest round of the state's downtown revitalization initiative. Eight transformational projects are to be funded as part of an effort to attract businesses and create jobs. According to a news release from the governor's office, about $3.1 million is to be used to better link areas in the heart of Endicott using sidewalk and streetscape improvement, signage, landscaping, and lighting. The abandoned Kmart store in the former Endicott Plaza west of the village's business district is to be renovated. The 18-acre site between Vestal and Harrison Avenues is to be used as a warehouse distribution center by Green Mountain Electric Supply of Vermont. $3.1 million in DRI funding is being allocated for that project. 910000 is to be used to help pay for renovation of a building at 3236 Washington Avenue. Two upper-floor apartments are planned, along with development of a restaurant. $1,141,000 will be provided for building and site upgrades at the Southern Tier Community Center, the former Boys and Girls Club building just east of Union Endicott High School. The state grant also will make available $271,000 to set up a wine-tasting business in a newly constructed building in the Little Italy neighborhood on Endicott's north side. In Broome County Court, Muhammad Aziz, age 23, of Johnson City, was sentenced to five years in New York State Prison and five years post-release supervision after pleading guilty to criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree. On the 15th of June 2022, the New York State Police Special Operations Response Team executed a search warrant at Aziz's Residence at 305 Grand Avenue in the village of Johnson City. Police recovered a quantity of cocaine and methamphetamine along with an illegal and loaded nine millimeter pistol. Michael Perez, age 34, of Johnson City, was sentenced to two to four years in New York State Prison after pleading guilty to attempted criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree. On November 5, 2021, Perez assaulted and threatened a UHS security officer with a knife outside of a UHS medical facility on Clinton Street in Binghamton. Michael Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said illegal weapon possession is a direct cause of violence in our community. Those who cannot abide by the law will be held accountable. Ramian Burt, age 46, of Albany, and Marion Frampton, age 43, of the Bronx, New York, were each sentenced today to 120 months in prison for conspiring to distribute and possessing with intent to distribute fentanyl and cocaine. In pleading guilty, Burton and Frampton admitted to driving from Albany to New York City to pick up fentanyl and cocaine for distribution in February of 2021. On the drive back to Albany, they were stopped by the New York State Police heading northbound on Interstate 87 in Catskill, New York, and 31 grams of fentanyl were discovered in a plastic bag in Frampton's boot. In searching the vehicle, the New York State Police discovered an additional 53 grams of fentanyl and 496 grams of cocaine in the glove compartment. Bert and Frampton admitted to possessing the fentanyl and cocaine and intending to distribute it. In 2002, Burt and Frampton were respectively convicted of possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance and conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute a controlled substance in the the United States District Court for the Northern District of New York. Burt and Frampton were also each sentenced to an eight-year term of post-release supervision. State police in Watertown arrested David L. Eads, age 51, from Watertown, New York, for predatory sexual assault against a child, an A2 felony and endangering the welfare of a child, a Class A misdemeanor. Eads' arrest is a result of a criminal investigation into sexual abuse against a female from 2015 to 2022, while the victim was 8 years old until 15 years old. Eads was processed at State Police Watertown and arraigned in Watertown City Court, where he was ordered held without bail, pending a hearing. Just in time for Christmas, New York legislators passed a bill in both houses on Thursday that will make them the best-paid state lawmakers in the nation. If signed by the governor, members of the State Assembly and Senate will make a base salary of $142,000 in the new year, a 29% raise over their current salary of $110,000. That raise would send them racing ahead of state lawmakers in California, who are the nation's best-paid legislators with a yearly base pay at around $119,000. Luis Madrigal-Gorjales, age 35, of Baltimore, Maryland, pled guilty to unlawfully transporting three illegal immigrants. As part of his guilty plea, Madrigal-Gorjales admitted that on a date prior to October 8, 2022, he was contacted by an individual who asked him to drive to Champlain, New York to pick up illegal immigrants and drive them back to Maryland. On October 8, Madrigal-Gorjales drove to Champlain, New York from his home in Maryland and picked up three illegal immigrants. His vehicle was subsequently stopped by police near Plattsburgh, New York. Madrigal Grijales admitted that he planned to drive the individuals to Maryland and that he expected to be paid approximately $1,500. He now faces up to 10 years in prison and up to three years of supervised release and up to a $250,000 fine. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM.
2: WNBF Bob Joseph live and we'll be taking your calls this hour at 607 or if you have email well send your note to Bob at WNBF.com we'd love to hear from you on this Friday Friday lot to talk about including the weather yeah brace yourself it's coming it's on the way so we'll try to keep you posted as the um Weather changes dramatically over the next few hours. Bob Joseph, live news radio, WNBF 92 1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. Such a B.F. Bob Joseph live on your Friday morning. Back to the phones now with Gordon and Endwell. Good morning.
8: Yeah, good morning. Uh, a woman called Monday about some radio shows. Uh, she was talking about Armist Brooks and Gunsmoke, I believe. Yes. Okay. Are you familiar with her? Do you know if she's a listener or not?
2: Mm, I believe she's a listener.
8: Okay. Well, I don't know. I didn't hear the whole thing, so I don't know if she wanted to get some or if she just wanted to talk about them. I think
2: she just wanted to talk about them. I think she was um, oh, just basically cause reminiscing. Tell.
8: Okay, because I could tell her where to get some.
2: Oh well. If if you want to do that, if uh, oh. yeah, she didn't. I don't believe she expressed any any um, oh, okay. desire to get them. But if there's a place to get them, might as well. No. Might as well let I- her know.
8: Yeah, I didn't hear the whole thing, so I don't know. Now, I have probably between 400 and 600 CDs with radio shows on. Now, I don't know if she – I have a couple of our Ms. Brooks. That's one she talked about. And I have some Gunsmokes. Now, I would be willing – if she wanted to come over, I'd be willing to
2: – Well, to that's where – you know, yeah, that's going to be a pro- – the- yeah, that'll be a problem because I, I can't no. – we can't start no, we, we, becoming we, 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 a clearing – we can't become a clearinghouse for – Okay. Okay.
8: All right. Uh, but anyway,
2: yeah. At, at, okay, I appreciate you calling in.
8: Well, no way. There's There's a place. It's NARA. It's North American Radio Archives. I think they're still doing it now. What they do, I used to get. That's where I got a lot of mine. It's a lending library. And now back, I'm, I was getting around the year two thousand. They would send you. I think it was like forty-five show. Uh, that back then it was cassettes, and you you listen to them, then you send them back. Of course, you got paid for them. But it's a, a, a guy told me they're on the internet. He saw them on the internet a few months ago. But it's the North American Radio Archives. I, that's all I know about it. You know. So if she's listening, I don't, and she wants them, she just call there and find out. But
4: oh,
2: okay. Well, yeah, she can scan or uh, do a search for that North American Radio Archives. Right. And so, um, okay. Well, that's that's good news.
8: Want, I'll give you permission if you want to. If she calls again, you could give her my phone number. I yeah,
2: well, I can't do that because minute okay. I start doing that, then then I become a clearinghouse. I'll I'll start looking like eBay.
8: Right. Okay. That's no problem. That's, yeah. I just, you know, I'm trying to just help her. You
2: know. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Um, and I think, uh, in addition to what you mentioned, there may be some other resources online, including, I'm sure at least a few, probably several. Of the shows that have been posted on sites like YouTube, so if people are interested in historic radio programs, I'm sure they could um, find some of them on various websites if they they do a search.
8: Well, there was another place we used to get them. I can't remember where it was. We used to we used to buy them, but this place you just rent them. And I'd make mm. two copies. And my brother and I would each take a copy, then send them back. Yeah. No. Oh, that's but interesting. Uh, if you're interested in anything, you're welcome to come over. You could just give me a call after it works, I don't care. You
4: know,
8: I don't want a crowd coming over. You know. You,
2: oh yeah, no. I, the last thing you need is have a, a, a line stretching down the block of people people who well, want yeah, to have I access.
8: Here, I don't want a crowd here ramming through the house. Either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. But, but if you were interested, I don't know if you're interested in them or not. If you are. Get well, why don't you send me? Email. Why
2: don't you send an email to me? I don't email. Oh, well, all right, all right. Well, I appreciate the you offer. Have,
8: you have my, you have my phone number.
2: Well, maybe I'll call you at some point. I can't sure. guarantee it, but uh, appreciate yeah, the offer.
8: Okay. It's up to you if you're interested. I have all kinds. I have mysteries, westerns, comedies, all kinds of stuff.
2: All right. Well, it sounds sounds intriguing. So you may hear from me. So don't be surprised. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And... <laughs> okay. M- Bye. 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 Ten nineteen. WNBF. WNBF. Bob Joseph. Live. Hi. WNBF. You are on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Tone. Anyway. Oh yeah. We'll have a song from Mister Tone. Oh no! It's Ms. Tone. I don't know. And her young son, Dial Tone, ten twenty. Bob Joseph. We're taking calls on this Friday. Hope things are going well. If you're going to be traveling, well, good luck with that. This is News Radio WNBF ninety two one FM twelve ninety AM, and always available on the free WNBF app. Looking. For- Oh, bring
4: it back down Bring it
2: back, bring it back, down, bring it back down, down tonight, down tonight. Oh, oh. Come on. Never thought I'd a rumor A rumor
4: Well, somebody told me You had a boyfriend who looked like I've got potential.
2: All righty. Those kids. 1024. Let's go back to the hotlines here in Binghamton, making the phone company proud because so far they're batting a thousand. Complete, complete perfection with their call handling over the first hour of the program. Beverly in the town of Dickinson. Good morning.
3: Good morning. I like to wish to wish all my fans a Merry Christmas and and stay safe because it's going to be it's gonna the temperature is going to drop
2: it's gonna drop dramatically
3: that's true I ain't looking forward to it but but we're 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 prepared we got flashlights we got we got extra blankets that that I got out so and we got we have enough of food and stuff, so we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty well set now.
2: Did you go down to the uh, Cinnabomb store to get some Cinnabombs?
3: Oh, oh, I love Hey Is that place still at the mall?
2: Yeah, time? I was over there the other day. I don't buy them anymore because somebody told me that they had more than 100 calories in each Cinnabomb. And I, I said, you're kidding. And they said, no, no, look at the... Uh,
3: I used to, I used to like the Italian ice that was there before, where they had Italian ice and you, so you could either, you know, I liked it, but I'm glad the cinnamon buns there, but that's too much too much calories. For yeah, me. listen
2: to this. This is uh, on the internet, in case you were wondering. And this helps helps to put it in. Proper context, they have something called a Carmel pecan cinnamon roll. Oh, yes, oh. oh, man! Guess how many calories?
3: I'm going to say
2: 1,500. Well, that's a pretty good guess. Actually, no, it's 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 a healthy choice, weighing in at only 1,140 calories. So it has 320. 360 fewer calories than you might expect. So, oh, really? Yeah, so only 1,140 calories and it says here only 55 grams of fat, only 70 milligrams of cholesterol, and only 1,300 milligrams of sodium. So, I say, have two. They're small. Oh, they're real small. They used to be real big. Says here just one of them. This is according to the Internet, so sometimes the Internet gets things wrong. But the Internet claims that the CinePak Caramel Pecan Bun from Cinnabomb, they say that it has 84% of your daily value of fat. So if that contains almost, one Cinnabomb contains almost as much fat as you're supposed to have for the whole day.
3: That's
2: a lot. <laughs> that's, I don't want none. But that's why they taste so good. Yeah, I know. You know what? You do. You get one. You get one to have uh, in the mall, because they always like people eating in the middle of the mall, eating their Cinnabons. Get one to have this afternoon, and then get one to have at home tomorrow, and you heat you it in the microwave for about 10 minutes. And...
3: That's too
2: much sugar for me. Oh, I don't, I don't know that it has that much sugar. I, I'm more concerned about the cholesterol. It's
3: yeah, the cholesterol. Oh. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a diabetic, oh. though, which I never knew I had. All right, well, I, it I wasn't. forgot
2: about that. Well, then don't, don't have a, a Cinnabon. I,
3: uh, no, I like, I, Bob, I, I like mostly fruit. I, I like um, I like peaches. Uh, I like applesauce. I like. What about apples? Like apples?
2: What about apples and peaches and pumpkin pie? Uh, those those are three basic yeah, food like groups: apples, peaches, pumpkin pie. Yeah, I would eat that. I would eat that. But unfortunately, um, you know, the places I go, they don't they don't promote apples and peaches as much as they should. Because and so therefore. I just wind up going and getting uh, things like what do they call it? Uh, the Malamars? Kids love the Malamars in the bright yellow box.
3: You know those those candies that um, the candy that El Elkhorn, Pennsylvania makes. What what are they? Uh, well, I can't think what they are, but they're sweet.
2: Mallow oh, Mallow Cups. Oh, those are Mallow Mars, or Mallow Cups, yes. The Mallow yeah. Cups from Altoona, Pennsylvania. The Boyer the Boyer Candy Company still makes them, yeah. and those are good. But I'll tell you what, the Mallow Mars, which are made in Canada and then transported across the border in special trucks, and then they ship them over to stores here in Binghamton, and uh, they sell them only between September and March. Oh really? Yeah, because they're afraid if they sell them any other time of the year, the chocolate coating will melt and it will become just a giant glob of dark chocolate and mallow.
3: You know, I was in Vegas one time, and we went to we went to visit this this candy company, and uh, I was going to I was going to bring one back on the airplane. You know, and and I got to think of geez, how would I I was how could I keep it from melting? You know, yeah. I oh, that's decided the tough, not to buy it.
2: That's the tough thing with chocolate, especially, especially dark chocolate. Some chocolate they put stuff in to try to keep it from melting, but that's called, you know, the chocolate like that, that they put in additives so it doesn't melt, that's called not very good chocolate. NVC, NVGC, not very good chocolate. Anyway, appreciate your call. Be careful out there.
3: Okay, everyone. And and Chris, I I thank you very much and you have a blessed holiday.
2: And thank you. Thank you, Beverly and Chris, and everyone. Enjoy. Enjoy this special time of year. It's ten thirty one, Bob Joseph Live on News Radio. WNBF, uh, more holiday greetings to be conveyed over the next hour and a half. I hope you'll stick around. Who knows, I might have something special. Let's see, it's Friday, December 23rd, 2022. Maybe I'll have something special. On News Radio, WNBF. Thirty-four. Bob Joseph, live on WNBF. Chris in Binghamton. Good morning. You're on the air.
10: Morning, Bob. How are you, sir?
2: I am doing well. How are you, Chris?
10: I'm just calling in to say, Beverly, you are very, very welcome, and you have yourself a merry, merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you. Bob. You have a merry Christmas yourself, and I'll talk to you after the first.
2: Okay. Thank you so much, Chris. Enjoy your holidays. You're Bye bye.
10: And you also, I hope you eat a lot and get all fat and glumpy and you can't get out of the the
11: recliner.
2: (laughs) It's probably going to happen. I think you know me too well. My reputation precedes me. (laughs) But I didn't used to be this way. I remember when I was in high school, I think I weighed about 90 pounds. I was a little kid with a big voice on the radio at the Big E. WNBF, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
12: Selena from Binghamton. Hey, Selena. I'd like to wish you and every all your listeners a very Merry Christmas and a beautiful New Year's.
2: Thank you so much. And um, I, I, I wish you the same.
12: Um, in the next 20 minutes, the weather's going to get ugly. I mean, it's going to get cold. I mean, real cold.
2: I know. I'm afraid uh, in 25 minutes we have a news break, and I'm almost afraid to go out there to film one of those weather reports because sometimes I, I film weather reports here uh, outside the WNBF Tower during the news break and then put them on, on Twitter so people can see the weather. But I'm not so sure that I'm going to go out there because I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> what, what, if, what if I'm caught in the flash freeze and my temperature goes from 98.6 down to 12.9?
12: Well, at the Bloom County Health Department, it's 40 degrees. With it between now and 11.10, it'll, it's going to drop right through the 30s. Oh, my gosh. And uh, it's going to be a skating rink come 2 o'clock.
2: Oh, my gosh. You know what? I'm going to end the program right now so I can get no, no, home no, safely.
12: That <laughs> Wouldn't that be
2: funny? I'm Bob Joseph. That's all for today. I'm on my way home to beat the... Devastating flash freeze, but no, I won't because I'm committed.
12: Oh, guess what? Too late. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, I know, I know.
12: I'd like to wish all your listeners, including Beverly, I love her, a very merry Christmas, and you stay safe out there. Thank you, Selena. I always love your show. Don't get me wrong. Thank you. And stay safe, okay? And you too. Time it's going to feel like January.
2: I know. I'll bundle up. (laughs) Okay, buddy. Thanks. Thank you, Selena. I'll be the one over in front of the courthouse with his tongue permanently affixed to the flagpole. And some enterprising teenagers will set up a booth and charge five dollars to see the news guy with his tongue stuck to the flagpole. Ha! <laughs> Well, it could happen. It it won't because I won't let it happen, but in some ways it's tempting. As I say, some ways it's tempting, not in most ways. Cause I'll say this, if my if my tongue gets stuck to the flagpole and they're forced to amputate my tongue, I don't really know what impact it would have on my radio future. For some reason, I'm inclined to think it would not be advantageous for a guy who talks a lot, not just talks a lot on air, but talks a lot off the air. not really sure if that would be a smart move to, to try to go through the rest of my life without a tongue. I don't know if they do... Do they do tongue... Transplants, maybe if if they have to hack off my tongue because I got it stuck to the flagpole, maybe maybe they could replace it with a tongue from a feral pig. I mean, a Vietnamese pot-belly pig. No, you can't do that because then PETA would be mad. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
0: Joe from Binghamton.
2: Hey, Joe. What's up?
0: Well, two things. Uh, I thought you were a little uh, abrupt and rude when you were talking about those kids at the uh, carousel last week, all dope smoking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, earlier in the week, and that really bothered me because some of my children have participated in that, and they certainly didn't fall into those categories. So I, I'm just, I'm chastising you a little bit, okay? For okay, that that's talking.
2: appropriate. And by the yeah. way, after I said that, I thought. That it was not a, a nice characterization because, okay. in point of, in point of fact, probably whoever was operating the carousel when it broke probably was not smoking weed at all. So yes, that it was. I think the intent was supposed to be some somewhat humorous, but I I yeah. think I think oh, it okay. fell it <laughs> fell short of the mark. So I didn't, you know. Again, yeah. After that's one of the dangers of doing a live radio program. Oca- occasionally. Um, you try to be cute, and uh, it's not necessarily going to go over in the way in which it was intended. So,
0: Okay, well, I can, I can understand that. Now, secondly, uh, and most importantly, uh, the nerve of these legislators and senators to wait a month and a half after the election to vote themselves an incredible prey race. I think that's, that's a slap in the face, of course, to all um, taxpayers, all the people of New York State that they think they have the arrogance to be able to do that and i'm thinking if you're if you do that and i've been around for a long time if you do that you do it before an election you let the vote but they never do or not.
2: they no, they no, never they have in but my two memory years
0: from now 2 years from now nobody will remember i'll remember if i'm still alive
2: yeah but the problem yeah. is you will be one of the few even if the media and the media might but probably won't attempt to yeah. remind people because by then Two years seems like an eternity in the way things move so quickly these days. By then, people will have gotten used to it and sort of shrug it off and say oh well they 're just they 're just New York state legislators what What can you expect and sort of say mm-hmm. it wasn 't that important by the way i I agree with you i don 't necessarily disagree with the amount of money that they 're going to pay themselves, but I do have a um, a strong view about how they how they proceed you know they mm-hmm. they should have the courage of their convictions and they should have done whatever pay raises they were going to approve they should have done those pay raises within 2 weeks of of the election and they should have put mm-hmm. it in their campaign commercials hi mm-hmm. i'm i'm state senator bob <laughs> joseph and i'm asking you to vote for me again. I'd like two more years. Oh, and by the way, I just approved myself uh, for myself and my colleagues a thirty two thousand dollar pay raise. So my friends and I, if if we receive your support, are going to go back to Albany to enjoy a huge pay raise. Thank you.
0: And but they don't have the courage to do it. I what I would. I guess what I was trying to say is that we should all get a hold of Donna and Leah and and let them know, uh, Webb and uh, Lepardo, and let them know that our displeasure with that. You
2: well, know, for one thing, and, for one thing, Leah Webb had nothing to do with it. So, uh, you know, it's, you know, sa- well, it's sad for Leah Webb that you know she- here she is. She. She just got elected to the the Senate, and you know, although what she could do, if she felt badly about it, she could announce on on the first day, yeah, that okay. that I am going to donate that thirty two thousand dollars to Joe in Binghamton.
0: Well, I don't need it, or whatever. But, yeah. yeah, or or exactly. donate exactly it to. What you're saying. Well, how about that would this? The, that would be the logical. Right. Thing well, well,
2: Leah Leah doing. Webb in the past made uh, her concerns about the food desert on Binghamton's north side and concerns about uh-huh. people having access to food. Say that uh, the thirty two thousand dollar raise that was approved by the legislature before I took office. Um, I think that thirty two thousand dollars in uh, 2023 and 2024 would be better used to help buy food or pay the rent for some of my constituents and so i won't take that money until starting in 2025 if i'm elected to a second term i think that would be a thoughtful way to handle it
0: and also we have to remind your listeners that they work basically half a year and they get a per diem when they're there in albany that covers their expenses so that Pretty much a free ride, uh, and I, I'm not saying they deserve it or not. That's irrelevant. What, what I think, but I just think the way they went about it was was not oh, it was a slap in the face.
2: Look at this. They're they're now going to be the highest paid state legislators in the nation, yeah. even more highly paid than their counterparts in California.
0: <laughs> yeah, by thirteen thousand dollars. Yes. over California.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: So. Oh well. Oh well. Merry you know. Yeah. Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas with my to you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let their antics get me down. You know, it's I'll just say about about this pay raise done, it's par for the course.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Okay, well have a good time. Merry Christmas. Thank you. It's ten
2: forty four, Bob Joseph Live on News Radio WNBF. What do you think about that? If you could vote yourself a thirty two thousand dollar pay raise starting for uh, starting in January, would you vote yourself a $32,000 pay raise? If if you're getting paid and I know most of our listeners probably are getting paid at least $110,000 a year, would you think it appropriate that a few days before Christmas you would approve a $32,000 pay raise for yourself? That's a good question. That's a tough Philosophical question for each of us. Ten forty five, this is Bob Joseph, live on WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
10: I'm Eric from enwell
2: Hey, what's up, Eric?
10: I know what you did there earlier is Apple Peaches Pumpkin Pie. Who's now ready? Howler I
2: Pretty clever, eh?
10: Yeah, you're a good one. Hey, the reason I called the follow-up phone call, I called you on Election Day. There's some uh, purple shirts running around all the polling places.
2: Oh, I remember. You You were uh, talking about something going on at an Endwell polling place that didn't look quite right.
10: Well, you wanted to follow up, I called the Board of Elections. So did the two churches that I was at. Um, they were supposed to send someone down along with sheriff. The sheriff was supposed to guide them and the assistance of getting people off the property. Uh, sheriff didn't show up. Board of Elections didn't show up. They stayed on the property every time they were asked to leave. They'd go across the street. Then when no one was looking, they came back across the street. My big concern is, I mean, if they're going to get away with it this year, what's going to happen next November? Is this group going to continue to do this year after year now that they know that they can get away with it?
2: Well, I would think so. Well, isn't that what most people do? Most people, if they're going to break the rules, most people start off sort of at a, at a low level to test the system to see how, how far they can go. And if they get away with it once, then they'll go even further the next time. I think that's, that's how it usually works. That's what, what kids do, and I think that's what many adults do, see, see how much you can get away with.
10: I don't know if I'd call this low-level. I mean, they had this plan far in advance. There's uh, three, four people at each polling place all over the county. Uh, and that's only what the areas that I know about. I don't know what happened in Tompkins County and Engel uh, County, but I know Broom County was loaded with purple shirts and
11: purple signs.
2: Well, I don't know how they get away with it. You would think that the Board of Elections would have sent out some enforcers big burly people not necessarily guys but big burly people to tell them start paying attention to the rules and knock it off explain the rules to them and say what you're doing here is in violation of the rules and guidelines so hit the road jake
10: yeah i mean i don't know if it had any guidance in uh, the results of the election or not but um i don't think it's right i've Someone's gotta put their foot down before you're right, it gets bigger.
2: Well it probably will. I don't I don't see any reason why they would do it in twenty twenty two and not do it in the next election.
10: Well, this was the first time I've ever seen that and I've been voting for almost forty years.
2: Yeah, I've never seen it personally. I mean, even this year, I didn't see it personally. All I know is I heard from you and a couple of other people what was going on. I didn't personally see it, but I don't doubt it.
10: Well, when I talked to the girl that answers the phone at the uh, Board of Elections, which is the Broom County Board of Elections, she said I wasn't the first call.
4: Hmm,
2: interesting. Well, I appreciate the the follow-up. Hopefully they'll take steps to see, see to it that that sort of thing doesn't happen again.
10: you know what else? I don't get to call you that often anymore. We never got to talk about our annual uh, cereal conversation. I never got to get my Frankenberry this year.
2: Oh, that. And I never got my Count Chocula. Good point. I know it's almost two months late, but here we are. um, The place, there's a store in, in Vestal, some call it the Target, that usually has a display up front. Around early October, with boxes of Frankenberries and boxes of Count Chocula's, I don't remember seeing any this year.
10: Yeah, I saw. Apparently, uh, it didn't last too long. Oh, okay. So
2: out, how much?
10: Out, it's be at one of those discount Outdated.
2: <laughs> well, no, they might not be outdated. That's actually that's a good point. I know. That, thanks for mentioning that. I know a store that I should check this afternoon because, yes, they sell those things that are sort of overstock or that the big stores don't want on their shelves anymore. Let's face it, uh, Target, if that's what you want to call it, doesn't want Halloween special Halloween cereals on the shelves two days before Christmas. But those, those cereals, even the stuff that was made for Halloween this year, that stuff is still going to be... Uh, good. the Best Buy date is still going to be probably the middle of next year, so it's still fine. I'll I'll go check one of those stores that you referenced because maybe I can still grab a couple of boxes.
10: Well, I've never had a moxie, so if I come up with a box of cereal, I'll trade you for a moxie.
2: Okay, I'll set aside a moxie for you. All
10: right, looking forward to it. Have a good equipment.
2: Thank you, Eric. You too. Two bucks. It's 10.50. This is Bob Joseph live on News Radio, WNBF, working for the people, asking a few questions. And I know some people will say, well, Raj, why don't you uh, just kick off early today? You know, the holidays are coming up, and there's certainly no point in you reporting any stories today. Why don't you just stop working, say, at noon? and then just go outside to enjoy the flash freeze. Maybe you can fall on your microphone and and take a video of that. But the point of fact is we'll probably have some good stories coming up this afternoon at WNBF.com. That, by the way, is the plan, including, I don't want to let any dogs out of the bag, but there will be... If all goes well, a very interesting story coming up this afternoon at WNBF.com because I care. I know you're saying, well, Raj, you, you still can leave early and nobody would know or nobody would care and nobody would begrudge you because of all the hard work you've done this year. You of all people deserve Friday afternoon off, to which I say you're right, but that doesn't, I mean I'm gonna not write some stories, so there you go. Ten fifty two. Bob Joseph live in living color on NBC NBF. When I added Joseph, will take some calls at 607-772-1290 and send emails to Bob at WNBF.com. I, all night, I work all day to pay the bills
4: I have to pay. Need and still there never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's good.
2: Called Carl Hasty. He's your guy. Money, money, money.
4: Must be in the rich man's
2: Carl Hasty and money, money, money. the Merry Band of Legislators money, have given themselves a big holiday gift and, uh, gee, $32,000 a year pay raises. Ho, ho, ho! Merry legislating! So. Yeah, you won't see, as far as I can tell, you won't see any lawmaker highlighting their voting for their big raise in their campaign commercials in the next cycle. So according to the Times Union, some people are really taking a dim view of the shenanigans. Staffers who were called to Albany on Thursday as their bosses vote voted on a pay raise... They've highlighted their own bad work conditions. So state lawmakers, who of course are special, they're the most special people at this most special time of year. As they voted to boost their pay during a special legislative session, their staff members... We're there in Albany bearing witness, but none of the lawmakers gave voice during their debates on the measure to the simmering discontent that has emerged among legislative staffers who say they work in often grueling conditions. The story is by Raga Justin from the Albany Times Union. So, as we have already established, lawmakers in New York will receive $142,000 a year, so they'll be the most special lawmakers in america chris labarge legislative director for a harlem senator said it's incredibly insulting we don't let that get in the way of the work but it's insulting last summer staffers who work for the senate began the process of unionizing they have cited long overtime hours pay that varies office to office and in some cases barely covers the cost of living as well as weak job protection. Uh, Those conditions have long been accepted as a byproduct of working for America's most wonderful legislature. But staffers are hoping that uh, an increasing movement of their counterparts, people who work for New York City Council, uh, will create a window of opportunity. So this uh, staffer told the Times Union, I detest when anyone says if you don't like it, leave. This particular guy has worked at the Capitol for 20 years for members of the legislature. He said you should be able to do a professional job in the legislature. You should be able to pay your bills, raise a family, afford a mortgage. That's what we say about everyone else. One staffer, who, of course, didn't want to be identified for fear of retaliation, said each month an entire paycheck goes to pay her rent. She spends more money working for the legislature than she makes. She said she often works 80-hour weeks with no hope of paid overtime. Those hours accumulate and are technically supposed to be compensatory time. Instead, in a grim tradition, staffers watch hundreds of overtime hours disappear As the year ends, high turnover is common, as is burnout. Staffers said they'll take brilliant, talented people and they will chew them up and spit them out. It's like we fight for labor rights, we fight for fair pay, but God forbid their staffers receive that. So the legislature, a bunch of swell people, of course, and I like them all, by the way. I like them all. I'm not saying they're not worth the money, including the $32,000 annual raise they just approved for themselves. But I also think they had better examine the pay and the situation for their staffers so they can be treated more fairly as well. I think everyone ought to be treated fairly. That's where I stand, but it's just, just my thought. Bob Joseph live? It's 11 o'clock this is WNBF Binghamton
9: ABC news. where news breaks first
1: news radio 1290 WNBF good morning on this Friday December 23rd you're listening to WNBF the first full day of winter brought a mixed bag of precipitation to the twin tiers with periods of heavy snow followed by wind-driven rain the National Weather Service office at the Greater Binghamton Airport issued a winter weather advisory for yesterday afternoon A wind advisory was posted for late yesterday through 5 p.m. today. Forecasters predicted south winds could gust up to 50 miles per hour. The winds were expected to blow around unsecured objects. Tree limbs may also be brought down, resulting in scattered power outages. Temperatures this morning were expected to be in the 40s, but forecasters were warning of a flash freeze. They said temperatures could plunge into the low teens by late this afternoon. The Village of Endicott has been awarded a $10 million grant designed to revitalize its downtown business district. Governor Kathy Hochul announced that Endicott was a winner in the latest round of the state's downtown revitalization initiative. Eight transformational projects are to be funded as part of an effort to attract businesses and create jobs. According to a news release from the governor's office, about $3.1 million is to be used to better link areas in the heart of Endicott using sidewalk and streetscape improvement, signage, landscaping, and lighting. The abandoned Kmart store in the former Endicott Plaza west of the village's business district is to be renovated. The 18-acre site between Vestal and Harrison Avenues is to be used as a warehouse distribution center by Green Mountain Electric Supply of Vermont. $3.1 million in DRI funding is being allocated for that project. 910000 is to be used to help pay for renovation of a building at 3236 Washington Avenue. Two upper-floor apartments are planned, along with development of a restaurant. $1,141,000 will be provided for building and site upgrades at the Southern Tier Community Center, the former Boys and Girls Club building just east of Union Endicott High School, the state grant also will make available $271,000 to set up a wine tasting business in a newly constructed building in the Little Italy neighborhood on Endicott's north side. In Broome County Court, Muhammad Aziz, age 23, of Johnson City was sentenced to five years in New York State Prison and five years post-release supervision after pleading guilty to criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree. On the 15th of June, 2022, the New York State Police Special Operations Response Team executed a search warrant at Aziz's Residence at 305 Grand Avenue in the village of Johnson City. Police recovered a quantity of cocaine and methamphetamine along with an illegal and loaded 9mm pistol. Michael Perez, age 34, of Johnson City was sentenced to 2-4 to four years in New York State Prison after pleading guilty to attempted criminal possession of a weapon in the 3rd degree. On November 5th, 2021, Perez assaulted and threatened a UHS security officer with a knife outside of a UHS medical facility on Clinton Street in Binghamton. Michael Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said illegal weapon possession is a direct cause of violence in our community. Those who cannot abide by the law will be held accountable. Ramian Burt, age 46, of Albany, and Marion Frampton, age 43, of the Bronx, New York, were each sentenced today to 120 months in prison for conspiring to distribute and possessing with intent to distribute fentanyl and cocaine. In pleading guilty, Burton and Frampton admitted to driving from Albany to New York City to pick up fentanyl and cocaine for distribution in February of 2021. On the drive back to Albany, they were stopped by the New York State Police heading northbound on Interstate 87 in Catskill, New York, and 31 grams of fentanyl were discovered in a plastic bag in Frampton's boot. In searching the vehicle, the New York State Police discovered an additional 53 grams of fentanyl and 496 grams of cocaine in the glove compartment. Burt and Frampton admitted to possessing the fentanyl and cocaine and intending to distribute it. In 2002, Burt and Frampton were respectively convicted of possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance and conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute a controlled substance in the New York in the United States District Court for the Northern District of New York. Bert and Frampton were also each sentenced to an eight-year term of post-release supervision. State police in Watertown arrested David L. Eads, age 51, from Watertown, New York, for predatory sexual assault against a child, an A2 felony, and endangering the welfare of a child, a Class A misdemeanor. Eads' arrest is a result of a criminal investigation into sexual abuse against a female from 2015 to 2022, while the victim was eight years old until 15 years old. Eads was processed at State Police Watertown and arraigned in Watertown City Court, where he was ordered held without bail pending a hearing. Just in time for Christmas, New York legislators passed a bill in both houses on Thursday that will make them the best-paid state lawmakers in the nation. If signed by the governor, members of the State Assembly and Senate will make a base salary of $142,000 in the new year, a 29% raise over their current salary of $110,000. That raise would send them racing ahead of state lawmakers in California, who are the nation's best-paid legislators, with a yearly base pay at around $119,000. Luis Madrigal-Grijales, age 35, of Baltimore, Maryland, pled guilty to unlawfully transporting three illegal immigrants. As part of his guilty plea, Madrigal-Grijales admitted that on a date prior to October 8, 2022, He was contacted by an individual who asked him to drive to Champlain, New York, to pick up illegal immigrants and drive them back to Maryland. On October 8th, Madrigal Grijales drove to Champlain, New York, from his home in Maryland and picked up three illegal immigrants. His vehicle was subsequently stopped by police near Plattsburgh, New York. Madrigal Grijales admitted that he planned to drive the individuals to Maryland and that he expected to be paid approximately $1,500. He now faces up to 10 years in prison and up to three years of supervised release and up to a $250,000 fine. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, wmbf.com
4: and 92.1 FM. News
2: Joseph Live 1110 at News Radio WNBF. Holiday Radio 92 1 FM 1290 AM and streaming live at WNBF.com and always available on the free WNBF app. Love to hear from you this hour. You may have some greetings or just some thoughts. And you are welcome to join us at 607-772-1290. And call in. Say a few things. That's what it's about. Say a few things. I view it as basically we're family here. So, during the holidays, we enjoy. We enjoy the holidays. Especially after a challenging year, this is a time to count our blessings, be grateful, and look ahead to the future. Of course, the future sometimes can be a bit scary because of the uncertainties, but still, it can be exciting too. We have no idea what 2023 is going to bring, but it has a lot of potential. So we'll see. Call us. On this Friday morning, if you want to send uh, a quick email to Bob at WNBF.com, that is fine as well. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Santa from the North Pole. Ho, ho, ho. Bob, you've been very bad this year. I am skipping your
13: house. Sorry. Sorry, Bob. You want me to go through the list?
2: uh yeah although remember we only have 48 minutes left in the program so you might have to skip over some of the more minor things let's do the highlights where what are some of the things that um, constitute some of the nastiest behavior that you uh documented uh over the past 12 months
13: well bob you know it's actually not santa but uh, you know i did want to talk about your show and what it gives to the people of Binghamton and those who listen. You know, we talk politics. We talk Binghamton things. We talk about uh, Endicott and Vestal things. And, you know, this all can affect us one way or another. Sometimes you have somebody on that, you know, I don't really care about listening. So, you know, I'll shut it off or go do something and come back to your show. But. Like, I, I feel that most people, too, they they come here to just get the news from Binghamton, right? We all live in Binghamton. We love Binghamton. There's no doubt about that. And that's what your show does. How about, though, because the new year is coming up, do you have any plans for something new for your show at all coming up in the next
6: year?
2: Um, Gee. I'd like to lie to you and say, yeah, we have big plans and everything is going to be new and improved. But gee, now I'm on the spot because I hadn't thought about it. Hmm. And that's okay. You don't. Have no, to no, but but I I would say this to that point. To that point, um, for the rest of this hour, if people have any thoughts about how we can enhance the program, I'm I'm open. I'm open to ideas. I mean, if, and you don't have to limit your ideas necessarily to things that you talk about on the air. You don't have to necessarily call in. Maybe you have a controversial idea, or maybe you want to do it, advance the concept confidentially. If that's the case, you could send an email to bob at wnbf.com. I'm open to suggestions. I know some people think, oh, Bob, you'll never change. And, well,. Some basic things probably won't change, but maybe some things could be changed. I, I think I think there's always room for improvement. And I, if I may, I think one thing that has changed this year is focusing a lot more time on phone calls than we had been doing. And we still try to have some interesting guests, but I have to say, I think I have shifted the focus to um, more contributions from listeners, more time for phone calls than we did in the early years of the program. And personally, I think that it tends to be better. Doesn't, oh, yeah. be, doesn't mean we, it, yeah, on a few, to be sure, there, there occasionally are mornings where we wind up with a couple of guests. Sometimes, depending on topicality, sometimes we wind up packing even three guests into one program. But that's rare. Uh, this morning is, is becoming uh, this type of program like today where we have only phone calls and no guests. This is becoming more common. Most, most mornings I usually schedule one guest at 10.15, but um, I tend to think that's, that's an improvement because it gives uh, people more time each hour to, to talk about what's on their mind.
13: You know, guests are good. It's informative, and I enjoy that part of the show. But I really enjoy listening to the listeners. Personalities make the world go around, and everybody's got their own personality. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody is is okay. I'm okay with that. Right? But that, that gives the show that little added flair. Anything can happen. Anybody can say anything at one time. Bob, I do have one suggestion for your show, and you don't have to take it, but... How about this for sort an of idea? Sometimes your show can be political and you have people on both sides. How about having like a point counterpoint section of the show where you have a listener? You know, I don't know if you can, you know, group the phone, phone calls together so that you can talk to all three at one time or anything, but you know, have, one person take the uh, Democratic side, one person take the Republican side, and just go back and forth with viewpoints, point counterpoint. I mean,
2: that's I'll write I that down. I, I don't know how often it's I, I might. Sure. Uh, well, that's that's the other thing. It, it creates a, a, a new layer of of technical challenge, especially with phones these days, um, sometimes being Got less than optimal. Oh, in the studio, actually have listeners, yeah, invite like, li- li- just oh point counterpoint well, actually, actually, that might be a good idea, so here's i 'm not going to mention names, I could easily mention names, but i don 't want to embarrass anybody specifically, but I think mm-hmm. all of our listeners know who I might be suggesting, so say you know who on one side of an issue yeah. and then you know who on the other side of the issue regular telephone uh, contributions so maybe we could do that maybe initially for next year we could start by doing it maybe once a month and see how it goes right. um yeah. for example as you know one of our one of our regular contributors has been for years and uh, plans to continue with this. is, is jerry smith meeting. what's oh, that okay sorry go ahead oh no go ahead i was going to say something else go ahead oh well jerry, jerry smith, smith is almost always on the second friday of the month so maybe what we could do on the third friday of the month is schedule a couple of people who normally call on a regular basis and have Shall we say strong viewpoints? Maybe we could make arrangements for them to actually come in the studio and chat with each other and with the host for maybe wow. uh, twenty or twenty-five minutes. So, Didn't and, and by it, well, so what? What I'll propose is um, in early January, I may encourage listeners to nominate people for the first wow. segment. So I'm uh, what I yeah. So here's let's see, what is the third? don't have a 2023 calendar right on me i so whatever the third friday of january we might attempt to do that i'm not promising we'll see how it goes but if if um yeah in early january i might encourage people to either make nominations by phone or by email and if we get enough interest to do that maybe it would become a monthly feature and if it becomes really interesting and good radio maybe it would become a more frequent opportunity i I like the concept
13: well thank you for being open to my idea i do want to mention one thing you had somebody on about a week ago uh mr david carter outgoing sheriff and uh you know it was nice to hear him on there and give his viewpoints of his career as a sheriff well whether you agree with like him or dislike him you know what him and You, Bob, actually probably have a lot in common. You could tell by the interview that this man cares about his community. You know, he really does. He cares about the Binghamton area. All right. And I just want to thank him for giving uh, his service to us. That was good. And uh, I'd like to, uh, you know, give the new sheriff coming in, you know, hopefully he can do just as well. And I'm sure he will.
2: Well, and so to that point, first, about Sheriff Harder, I, again, congratulate him on his retirement. Thank him for um, being available on the program, whether in the studio or by phone, for years. And also, I will encourage the incoming Sheriff, Fred Akshar, to do the same. I mean, if Fred Hopefully. Akshar is, uh, as as he takes office as Broome County Sheriff, if he has uh, any inclination to come into the studio or to do something on the phone, I mean, I extend that invitation to almost every elected official, and they know it. And, and even for elected officials who may not have personally heard from me, I, I hope they understand that even if they haven't heard from me, they are certainly welcome to get in touch with me if they want to come on the program and speak with me or take calls from their constituents or whatever hey it's it's effectively an open door for most elected officials around here because we I, i i think this is a very important resource for the community and i don't want anyone to feel left out so having said that if there are local elected officials who have not been officially invited by me in person or by phone or by email, by all means, get in touch and we'll we'll set it up because I I, I am striving to be as inclusive as I can.
13: Yeah, yeah, and you know I'd also like to thank Boone County Commissioner for coming on and
2: uh, oh Jason you know, Gardner, the county executive.
5: Yes,
13: yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, the county executive. I'm sorry. Correct,
2: yeah. correct.
13: Yeah, I mean, he comes on you know, and and that to me. You're a stand-up person if you come come on to Bob Joseph show because you could ask him anything. You know, I say, you know, I think you could throw a little bit more hard balls at people, but you know,
2: and that's okay. They got to come back on. I get that. But well, and uh, that's the thing. Sometimes people want want a segment to sound like 60 Minutes, right. and trust me, I'm capable of doing that. Oh, but I, I but I also that. I also don't want to. Say, oh well, thanks for being with us. I guess that's the last time you're ever going to be inside the studio. I mean, we've had that happen before, and I always feel sad yeah. when it happens. But I also understand they're human, so it's—I I try not to. I don't, I don't take it personally, but I, I understand. Say, if people were not impressed by a certain line of questioning, I guess—I guess it's their personal choice to say, "Eh, I don't—I don't want to have to go through that anymore." So why? Why go on live radio where they're not gonna be giving me uh, you know, a prepared set of questions. So I I mean, I get right. that, but I'm not sure that necessarily serves the interest of the community or the program, but I I certainly appreciate it. I, I think you know, I might be the same way. You know, if I was if I was an elected official or I worked for some company, came on the program and then the host started asking some questions that I that involved subject area that I really didn't feel I wanted to, to focus on. Well, you know, I'm, I, I'm not yeah. I'm not hypocritical enough to say, oh, you know, ask me anything, and then make me squirm on live radio, and then oh, see you in a couple weeks. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So it's hey, I got it, you know. But in the, I yep. still I still believe in the long run, and. This is looking back over more than a decade as host of the program, I think in the end that that the segments turn out to be generally fair and generally balanced. And and in the end, I think I think those who appear on the program wind up being able to say things in their own words and inform people in the Binghamton area and obviously it works out uh, my advantage too to be able to to actually ask people about future news stories. You know, I think I mm-hmm. I will go so far, Gary, is to say it's a win win. Okay,
13: appreciate your call. You.
2: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Eleven twenty five at WNBF. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
14: Hey, Bob, good morning. This is DJ from Binghamton. Hi. Hey, I think that last caller was talking about moi. I would like to come on there, and I'll do the Democratic side. Because I did that in college. I, I, we, we debated in college, and the teacher said, okay, get in couples. And I got Dave. He was my partner. And two women came on, and they wanted to do the abortion issue. And I said, I'll take either side. But we ended up, me and Dave ended up taking the pro life side. We clean their clocks, but that sounds like real fun, man. You know. Well, maybe we'll
2: do it. We'll we'll try. We'll try uh, possibly doing that sometime in the second half of January and see see how it goes. I I I think it might be interesting. Phone. I don't want it. Well, we could do it on the phone. I'd, I'd prefer in the studio. I. You yeah, you know did. how much trouble we have sometimes with phone lines, even with just one person. I know,
14: so. yeah. And I'm entertaining, man. I I you know there's not going to be anybody like you've heard of people. Well, I don't want to mention your name. Couple of the callers they got they hit each other at a bar and things like that because they got so with the whole. Wow, well, and, and I am not going to do and that. And I, I think, peaceful.
2: but I I also think that <clears throat> as as the years have gone by, I think those two in particular. I I think. I I've think to ad- yeah, yeah. I think I think they understand that even if you disagree, there's there's no reason that you can't be in the same place and have a conversation. It doesn't have to devolve into anything mean spirited or physical. You know, I I, I that's right. and, and that's why at some point, and I know it didn't happen this year, but it's, <laughs> at some point, I still say those two guys and I. I'm going to wind up at that fabled establishment, and we're going to get together. But not only that, I wouldn't be surprised at some point in 2023 that we get both of them in the studio here and talk about who knows. I mean, maybe we'll talk about that's fracking. True. Maybe we'll talk about who knows
14: what. Anything. Yeah, that's right. And you can be smart and 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 funny and entertaining, and you can be you know politically opinionated, but see the other side. That's what I do. And I'm the only one who sings. Put on your yarmulke. This is Hanukkah. I went to a Hanukkah party last night at the Jewish Community
2: Center. It was great. Bob. Oh, well, that that was great. It's nice
14: too it that was, that it was, it was nice.
2: It's nice that the uh, the new worship facility that's being planned <laughs> here downtown Binghamton, just a couple blocks from here. That that What's I think that? is going to be very interesting. That what is that? Chabad House is planning uh, a new downtown oh. location. Yeah,
14: over, Chabad House. Over I met at with them, they had a parade. Yes. Uh-huh. Go ahead. So Go ahead. they
2: now that there are uh, a 1000 Binghamton University students, Jewish oh. Binghamton University students oh. who live downtown, they're going to have a yes. their plan is for a big downtown location and we'll be hearing more about that in probably the next yes. few weeks.
14: I know the leader of, of Chabad, and, and I rode with them in a parade last year. We rode from out—we all gathered in our vehicles outside the arena. Man, we were bumping that. There's some good Hanukkah music with beats, and we rode all the way down Festival Parkway to the Binghamton University. They had the fires going, and they danced, and you know, I—I I, I love Hanukkah because that's a celebration that my Lord Jesus celebrated. So I love it, man. I had a blast last year.
2: All right. Well, I appreciate your call. I'm looking forward to more, more excitement in the coming days and weeks. 1129, Bob Joseph on News Radio, WNBF 607-772-1290. You're listening to News Radio, WNBF one FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. What's- WNBF Live at 1133. Now, back to the phones we go. John in Binghamton, you're on the air.
4: Was that the guy that was
15: in uh, Delaware County? The guy singing? Was he in Delaware County? Did he have a gun problem?
2: <laughs>
15: it's a, somebody else.
2: I, I don't recall that, but now now you've compelled me to conduct a quick search. So, Well,
15: <laughs> Isley, Isley was there. think it was Ron Isley. Maybe it wasn't, but they went hunting and, you know, anything can happen when you hunt.
4: Yeah,
2: even whether it's Delaware County or even Susquehanna County.
15: Yeah, so, uh, and uh, so, uh, Akshar campaign, this is Fred Akshar's campaign, I guess that's never ending now. He's commandeered uh, the swearing in process inauguration, if you will, of the Broome County Legislature and his own. And he's having it uh, at a private hall in Binghamton. And you have to get permission from him to attend what has been in the past a public event in a public building. Uh, This is interesting. It's very interesting to me. Now, I, you know, you, you don't, first of all, the whole idea of an inauguration uh, is absurd. Uh, this isn't the, the presidency we're talking about. And and most of the officials uh, take the oath of office at the next meeting. You know, that's the way it works. But uh, Fred is turning this into a political event, and I'm sure a fella uh, that's very close to him by the name of Paul, Batisti will speak. So we're going to see an unprecedented politicalization, A political, I'm not going to even try to say that again, uh, of the sheriff's office. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. Now, he says the Broome County legislature, the, the, the Democrat members of this legislature sign on to this to go to Fred Akshar's campaign party under the uh, uh, you know guise of... Uh, an inauguration or a swearing in very, very interesting to me. Hey, I'm this Santos guy, you know, the, the resume guy.
2: Oh yeah. George Santos, if that's really his name.
15: Yeah. Well, this is tremendous because I love it because remember there was a, a woman in the Senate primary in Pennsylvania that had similar problems, but you know, why shouldn't they allow, be allowed I guess in Oregon there is a is a law that if you put something in a, in a campaign bio you, you can be held accountable. But I think he's the perfect candidate for our times.
2: I mean, he may be, he, uh, m- he may actually have ushered in a brand new era where candidates of um, whether they're Republican, Democrat, or Independent will conjure up all sorts of great backstories to um, wind up uh, impressing the uh, electorate, which.
15: To the local angle of this, there was a campaign, a successful campaign launched for uh, the Vestal Town Council uh, by an advertising man who is now on the Vestal Town Council, and he sent out all kinds of name-dropping uh, campaign material uh, that he worked with virtually everybody. Every, every politician of note in Binghamton in the last five or ten years was on that list, Uh, He provided, no, he didn't even provide uh, photographs of him meeting these people, but he just set off a laundry list that he's uh, worked with people like, uh, you know, everyone from Tenney on down. Uh, It was a total uh, crock. Uh, It was total BS. And I think that this Vestal town council uh, member should be held uh, to the same uh, standard as uh, the New York Times is holding Santos. He, He sent out a fictitious
2: uh, resume too. Well, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know anything about the background. But, but I will say um, one one of the things now when it comes to candidates, whether they're for local offices or for Congress, thanks to the um, lack of of reporters, the the likelihood that anybody is going to do any. Any research before the election, again, even if, as I mentioned earlier this week about George Santos, yeah, great New York Times, great investigative reporting, a dollar late and three months short. This should well, plus, have come out in September.
15: Well, plus he he ran, I guess, a couple of years ago. But the interesting, interesting thing to me is if I was him, I'd issue a statement saying, uh, you know, I, I comply with all, all the statutory provisions. Well. Of of, of being a member of Congress? Right. Well,
2: uh, I don't think, as far as I could tell, with the comments he made at campaign appearances and in interviews and maybe his TV ads, I don't think in any of those cases he had to be under oath. By the way, thank you, thank you, John from Binghamton, for shedding light on Wilson Pickett Jr., because it is true. It is true. According to an AP story that appeared in the Binghamton Press back in November 1974. Dateline, Andes, New York. Yes, Delaware County. Rock star Wilson Pickett Jr. was arrested after state police said he fired a bullet through the door of a motel room two of the singing Isley brothers were in. No one was hit by the bullet from the 38 caliber two-shot Derringer. Pickett and the Isleys were on a hunting trip in Andes in Delaware County. Pickett quote, evidently had been drinking. Remember, this is a rock star, so who would have thought he might have been drinking? And, quote, caused a disturbance in the lounge of the Andes Hotel, according to state police investigator Joseph Moore. (laughs) Wilson Pickett was 33. He was charged with reckless endangerment and criminal possession of a dangerous weapon. He was released on $500 bail after his attorney asked for an adjournment.
8: Well, uh, Rick Hall, his producer,
15: uh, uh, said that uh, Wilson Pickett essentially scared him. He was a very, very violent... Uh,
2: <laughs> well, I see now, and and I'm looking, by the way, in the Wiki Wikipedia review of uh, Wilson Pickett's life, they don't even mention what happened in Delaware County. They have a a separate um, thing called Legal Problems and Drug Abuse, and the 1974 incident involving a gun in Delaware County isn't mentioned, but it does say he struggled with alcoholism and cocaine addiction, which led to run-ins with the law, and it mentions a few things that happened in the 90s, but for some reason maybe I'll maybe you or I this weekend can can edit that wikipedia entry to include what happened in Andes in november nineteen seventy four so the wikipedia entry might be more complete
15: well i'll, I'll never never forgive him for uh, what he did to the great buffalo song the song that came out of Buffalo, funky Broadway uh which was uh, uh dyke and the blazers had had it first on the uh, the original
2: sound. on Artco Records. Yeah. Oh,
15: yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And then I think I think didn't uh, 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 original sound pick it up. I don't know. But uh, that's yeah. that's
2: a that's a story in itself. Well, world, that, too, and but... yeah, that's what happens with these. Anytime you make a, a, a reference in passing to something that happened music wise in the '60s or '70s, that that automatically means I'm probably going to be spending a few hours on the internet. Over the next couple of days, to because as you know, the internet one black hole leads to another. Anyway, thank you for your call. We'll see what happens. Eleven yep. forty-two, Bob Joseph, live in living color on the radio. So, I Assuming mean, your radio has a nice LED screen, News Radio WNBF ninety-two one FM twelve ninety AM, and always available with the fascinating WNBF app. We-
11: It's all around you, so follow me, hey come on baby, follow me, I'm the fire Piper, follow me, I'm the fire
4: Piper, and
2: I'll show, you where I'll show you where it's at, it's at WNBM, I'm the Jesse and Owego, good morning, you're on the air.
11: Good morning, Bob. You got some good bumper music going on this morning. Oh, I some of the best.
2: We're going to the back of the
11: rack. I still, I still can't forget having dance park in my head all last night. I'm like, Bob, what the heck did you do? Yeah, I'm somebody said
2: somebody said that they almost, they almost told me to play that on a three hour loop today, but, uh, but I decided not I think to. Think I came close, I and I thought that wouldn't be serving the community.
11: Well, that's exactly what happened in my mind. So when I woke up, I'm like, oh, man, do I need a beer or a coffee or both? Jeez. Anyway, what a very interesting week just before Christmas. I love it.
2: It is great. I, I really have enjoyed our, our conversations. We've had some uh, current events in the news, and then we've talked about a, a range of other things. And I I just enjoy. I enjoy the variety of calls and the topics.
11: I have a lot of fun. I have a good time, but I also like all the conversations going on. And whether anyone agrees or disagrees with Bob from Vestal, he's my all-time favorite caller because he adds spice to the show. So I'm wishing him a very Merry Christmas. All right. Everybody else
2: is warm. All right. Thank you. And I hope you have a great Christmas. Appreciate the call. 1146. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
9: Um, Vinny from Binghamton, and Bob. I'd like to talk about these uh, our New York lawmakers and the vote on the thirty-two thousand dollars raise. Um, the aesthetics are terrible; they really are. But I I have a suggestion because it looks like they're giving themselves every that fourth year. Looks like a thirty thirty-two thousand dollars raise. Maybe they should like split it up, like maybe ten here. Nine the next year, you know, what I mean, depending on how the, um, the depending on how the state's doing, instead of just boom hitting us with a thirty thousand dollar one, thirty thousand dollar raise, and then when we looks like the reporters try to go and find out what's their justification for it, they don't call back. They try to slip it in at the very end, like the caller before me, a couple callers before said to, it's just too slimy the way they do it. You, you don't do it like that. There's no need to. There really isn't. There's no need to put it out there. This is what we want to do, or maybe break it up into three years: ten thousand this year, nine the next year, maybe eleven the following year. It, you know what I mean? Just, just spread it out. But to, that's like almost corporate stuff.
2: Yeah, corporations. No. Yeah, it's uh, the optics aren't good, but it's it's over and done. They've they've done pretty much what you would expect, and of course, people like uh, Carl Hasty. And others in the legislature will do their damnedest to, uh, to defend their action. But it's indefensible. It, because this, if, if, and I'm not, this has nothing to do. Maybe they're worth $150,000 a year. Maybe they're worth $200,000 a year. That's not the point. The point is the process. And they had every opportunity to vote on adjusting their pay. And their benefit packages before the election, knowing full well, in virtually every case, it wouldn't hurt them anyway. I mean, incumbents are almost always reelected. So, even I'll tell you what: even if they raised their pay for the coming year to two hundred thousand dollars, still ninety-seven percent of them would have been reelected anyway.
9: Right, as. As long as these questions aren't asked of them during the campaign, right? If we well, all go to the campaign and say, "What's the flavor of the month?" and we do not ask them about this, that's our fault.
2: I know, I know. Anyway, I—I I mean, I don't begrudge them the money, but I—I I certainly, no. I certainly will wave my Bill Clinton-esque finger at them, saying. <laughs> You you know i I need to go back to work for the people of Binghamton, you know, wagging my finger, and like you know, and it has nothing to do with anybody who wears a beret, but don't you ever yes, so there, but um right. yeah, hopefully, hopefully, the next time that they feel a need for uh increased pay, they'll do it the right way, but of course they won't, you know noth- yeah, one thing. But- about New York State is some things don't change, and this will be one of them. Appreciate your call. hmm 1149, Bob Joseph. Yes, wagging that index finger. Now, I need to go back to work for the American people on the radio, so you stop asking those questions. On WNBF, 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. Come on, man. Come on home. 1153 WNBF, com. Ooh, feel the freeze. Ooh. <laughs> Flash freeze now in progress here in Binghamton. When I started uh, less than three hours ago, the temperature was 42. And then start of this hour, it was down to 40. Right now, it's down to 35. Ooh. Feel that freeze. So anyway, it it is happening, and so there will be a band of heavy snow in some places accompanied by winds of up to 50 miles an hour to usher in the highly anticipated and feared flash freeze. So watch out for the flash freeze coming your way. Uh, Snow, ice, cats living with aardvarks, and so on. This is not a test, and it's certainly not a drill. So uh, things are going to plunge to the point where temperatures might be around 10 or 12 <laughs> this afternoon. So there you go. And then, um, yeah, some blowing snow and the winds. Oh, my, cloudy tonight. Snow showers, wind chills down to minus 17, minus 20 tomorrow Partly sunny, some snow showers, high 12, but wind chills around minus 17. And on Sunday, partly sunny, high 22. So the um, wind advisory, in effect, until 5 this afternoon. And then we wind up with a wind chill advisory starting at 5 and running through noon tomorrow. So the bottom line is try to limit your Time outdoors if you can, unless you like these types of things and hopefully you're properly attired. Don't take chances and also let other people know. Some people may not own a radio, so maybe they have no clue about what's going to happen. Bottom line is be careful out there. Oh, no, we just lost another degree. It's 34 with a flash flee, flash freeze coming our way with Bob Joseph live on WNBF and WNBF.com. Hi. News Radio
4: 1290, WNBF.
2: I'm Bob Joseph. Thank you for a great year. Wishing you the very best over the holidays. And a happy, healthy 2023. I'll see you on the radio next year on WNBM.
8: NBF
14: Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a Town Square media station.